You are listening to the STEM Careers podcast of the STEMIT project. In this podcast series, we put a spotlight on STEM careers by introducing students to STEM professionals with amazing and inspiring careers. In this episode, Vanessa James from European Schoolnet will be talking with Kate Larkin, a marine scientist and deputy head at European Marine Observation and Data Network. So I would like to thank you, Kate, for being here today and sharing your experience with students and teachers. Uh, it's very valuable for us and we're uh, extremely grateful to have you. And um, so the first thing I would like to ask is that, um, so uh, I read the, somewhere that you said that you loved to connect science and policy. So I wonder how does it translate in your past and current uh, experiences? That's right. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So I, as a person, I love um, to connect you know, people um, and, and, and I've always loved that. Um, and taking my interest in science, having done a marine science um, uh, PhD um, after a natural science degree, I really found it very interesting to connect uh, the bigger picture. So I would like to take a bird's eye view of what's happening in our planet and the ocean and connect the data and the information and knowledge that we have from science with the people that need it. So initially I started working more at the science policy interface, meaning that I'm a marine scientist, but I would be working for a think tank. Um, I worked at the European Marine Board where we would gather knowledge from experts and really connect to the policymakers to um, look to the future to see, okay, what policies do we have now? Which ones could we have in the future that will really enhance the knowledge from the, from the ocean and from the environment um, to help people manage the, our planet in a better way, um, but also to produce new knowledge, right, so that we can really understand um, the ocean better. Um, but I've also moved more recently into diversifying so not just with policymakers but really talking with other people working at sea so I'm thinking of the blue economy this is all the maritime industry that work on the ocean could be aquaculture could be fishing uh, could be dredging uh, renewable energy for example all of these different sectors um, have their own vision of where they're going but they ultimately all need data they produce data uh, monitoring the ocean when they're setting up their operations but they also rely on um, open access marine information um, both to set their operations up but also when they're running their operations at sea so we have dialogues with them we have dialogues with civil society the non-governmental organizations and more and more with citizens as well because people are um, really interested in in the ocean um, and there are many citizen science um, projects or initiatives where people go and collect data and information which is hugely valuable to scientists as well. Thank you. Um, yes, so you're talking about uh, different kind of uh, audiences you're working with and for. So I'm wondering, is this one of the main challenges, challenges in, your, um, in your job to, uh, to address different audience and to um, maybe present data that might be complex for uh, some people and to translate them into something that's more accessible? Yes, it's certainly a challenge, but also an interesting challenge. It's really a variety where we will, um, in our day jobs, um, we're working at the EMODnet Secretariat, so we're really helping to coordinate all the efforts of marine science um, experts and data specialists um, and connect them with the users. So all the people around the mar marine and maritime that, that need these data. So it's a huge challenge to first know who to talk to because a lot of people in, you know, everybody's busy working in their silos of their, their work. So we have a communication job to go and promote 
that um, you know marine data are important that that there are these initiatives to, to give free access to these um, and then as you mentioned it's a challenge to know how to communicate with all these different actors right so there will be of course with a policymaker you might have a completely different conversation looking at more the um, the vision for how um, the European Union is, is going to go forward, whereas an industry might have questions that need answering, you know, today for their operations at sea, and, and they need to know which marine data will be most useful to them and how they could share their own data in, in, in turn. So we really do have, we act as more knowledge brokers, where we're in the middle of the, the data coming in and then connecting with, with all of the users that might need to use these data. Okay, you, you're mentioning, while you're explaining, you're mentioning different kind of tasks or activities you're doing in the framework of your job. So I'm wondering, uh, how does it translate in terms of skills? What kind of skills do you need professionals and, um, and also uh, personal or soft skills um, to do what you're doing? Yeah, it's a good question. So I would say, first and foremost, find, a, if you're looking for a career in, in any type of the sciences, the first and foremost is to have the, the technical thematic training. So do a degree in some kind of science area that you're interested. It could lead in many different directions. For me, it was natural science through to oceanography. But the, this, this background of ex expertise is really important because if you're going to work in uh, as a sort of knowledge broker or in any aspect of marine science, you need to know uh, about the ocean, of course, and to have that technical training to be able to, to talk um, you know, with gravitas about a certain subject. This is first and foremost the, the most important, but then as you move, if you're going to stay in academia, of course you'll have a certain set of skills, but I'm gonna talk more about if you do um, an academic training, but then you'll want to move into some other area. There's huge opportunities in many areas. So you might want to move into more the policy work for your national government as an advisor, um, work in the European um, union context, you might want to work more in um, sort of think tanks or or knowledge brokerage, which is where I am, um, or in industry. But if you look at the, the sort of knowledge brokerage services that I work in, you really need um, and you do quite quickly develop soft skills in the, the communication, knowing how to communicate to different people, both on paper and, and verbally, um, how to tailor those communications um, and a good level of diplomacy as well. You learn very quickly how important it is to you know, address different stakeholders in the right way um, because they all have their own personal view and their own personal challenges in, in the jobs that they have. So it's really putting yourself in their shoes, thinking about being a policymaker, how would you need that knowledge and information packaged for you, the same for industry. And also industry is not just one sector, of course, it's many. So it's thinking about an aquaculture farmer compared to um, a marine spatial planner compared to a, um, a renewable energy wind farm operator, for example. So there's a huge um, diversity of people that, that you will need to, to be aware of um, if you move into this kind of area, but that makes it really interesting as well, um, because then you're always tailoring what you're, you're saying um, and um, bring that, that's the challenge of knowing how to bring that knowledge and package it in the right way for the right people. From, from what you said, I would say you have to be curious about what is around you, what things you can explore and to find your passion or the field you're interested in. And you have also to be curious about others to be able to work uh, with them. So would that be one of your advice maybe for students or, and do you have any other advice for them? 
So for me, the sort of curiosity in the job you're doing is the key because that drives you to, to get up every morning and do what, what, whatever you do. And for me, it's that underlying you know, interest, passion for the planet and the ocean, which really drives me to, to want to connect people to the data and, and make um, good things happen. So I think this is whatever it is, if it's uh, any STEM subject that you're interested in, find that. You know, explore you know i was reading books about everything from geology to evolution to to medicine and things where, you know as i was finishing school not knowing really what i wanted to do but i quite quickly realized it wasn't in the medical field that i wanted to be it was more the natural science field which is a, still a huge domain but that's where i kind of angled so i would say try to pick um, at least one big domain that you're interested in but don't um, push yourself to choose within that domain necessarily so quickly. Give yourself time to explore and um, read around. There's lots of resources online that are free, which is great. Um, if it's ocean science you're interested, you can always check out the UN uh, Ocean Decade, which has just started. It's going to 2030. There's going to be huge events um, and initiatives and resources free for the public to be um, accessing uh, teaching materials as well. And just explore that um, find one or two people that you can either do work experience with or, or, or start building a small network so you can get to know what, what exists because that's half the battle um, now there's um ocean science has gone from quite a small topical domain to a huge area um, in the past 10 years since i've been uh, working so if it's in academic science or in uh, more industry or policy areas around ocean science there's going to be a lot of opportunities um, even expanding from now until into the next decade um, so it's really worth uh, checking out thank you so much uh, yeah thank you so much for everything um and uh thanks for the valuable advice and um yeah we we hope students and teachers will be as enthusiastic about um about hearing about your experience as as much as we are it was a great pleasure having you for uh this podcast and uh, thank you very much thank you very much and good luck to everybody <laughs> <laughs>